Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best lives every day. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's me, Amira, your host and the founder of Brunch and Slay and the proud creator of all this positive energy that I am feeling today. (laughs) Yes, that's right. I'm tooting my own horn. I created my own positive space today because I woke up and I said today will be a good day. You know, it was that simple. So yeah. Hello to all you folks. If this is your first time listening, get ready for some positivity, some inspiration, some laughs, maybe a few F-bombs. I hope not, but you never know where the show may go. (laughs) And we have a very creative woman on here today. I want to talk to her, but I also want to remind you guys, if you have not subscribed to the show already, which I don't know why you haven't, if you're listening every week, why haven't you subscribed? Or if you're binging and you really like, and you feel what you're hearing, then just go ahead. If you're not driving, click subscribe and or wait till you get into the parking lot of the grocery store, wherever you're headed, subscribe and leave a rating and a quick review, two sentences. That's all I'm asking for guys. That's how we grow. I believe that the women who we have on this show deserve to be flaunted around the world, right? So the only way to do that is by you subscribing and leaving reviews because that's what boosts our rating and our popularity. And no, if you can see, I have no problem asking for what I want. So I'm asking And if this is your first time, if it turns you off, girl, get ready, because I'm going to ask again. (laughs) So today we have a woman who is really navigating her own destiny, who's created her own space, who is being unapologetic about it and helping other women usher themselves out of the darkness. She is the author of Just Being Honest, Revealing the Truth, and Releasing the Shame. So you already know they got my attention. You know, (laughs) I I know that she probably has definitely come through the storm. And a lot of us, sometimes when we're in it, we don't know we're in it. And I want to hear her perspective. And she's also a television producer and speaker and coach. So we got us a woman here doing things that a lot of us know nothing about. So there's always room to learn. So help me welcome to the show. And when I say help me, you help me by subscribing, reviewing, (laughs) and rating the show. So help me welcome to the show, Miss Adrienne Mullins. Hello, Adrienne. How are you? I'm good. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. I always love when people introduce me because I'm like, oh, she sounds great. I wonder what she's going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, you are pretty great, girl. You better, you better own that. You better own it. Isn't that cool, though? Sometimes we forget how fabulous God made us until we hear somebody else and we see it through their eyes. Right. And that's exactly what it is. So it's just so amazing to hear from another amazing woman well, Just how amazing you. God is about us. So I'm excited. Girl, don't you start that this early in this show, girl. We could talk right. all day about how amazing he is. Or I won't even say he, the great, I say the creator, because I don't even want to disrespect God by putting him in a role. Or, right. See, I did it again. God, don't get America. <laughs> <laughs> see, I couldn't cuss and have him in the same. Oh, I did it again. Right. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to stop talking about that. But man, let's talk about this book. Let's talk about what birthed it. Cause let's just dive right on in. Yes. Well, to be honest, it's, it's honestly been a long process, but I will give us the short version 
because if you leave it to me, I will talk all day. And I know our viewers don't have time for that or viewers. I'm sorry, listeners, but I claim that let's go ahead and say viewers. (laughs) Right. Yes. We will claim that this will be a show. So yes, for our viewers and those who are listening, we'll do an and. Yes. I like that. Yes. But at first, for some reason, there was always a book in my heart. I always wanted to write a book and I have no idea why, but the initial thing I was going to write about, (laughs) which makes me laugh every time I say it, I wanted to write a book on waiting. And I just thought that it was something that I wanted to do until I started thinking about it. I'm like, you can't write a book on something that you're not doing a very good job on. Ooh. <laughs> so yeah. Well, I have to ask, I'm gonna jump in. Waiting on what? My the original plan was initially waiting on um on like abstinence, so like waiting on sex before marriage and really just waiting on God in general. Cause I personally am a natural impatient person. Okay. But uh, thank you for your uh, honesty, because that was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, really, how does that work? <laughs> right. Trust me, when I find the answer, I will be the first to let you know. <laughs> I'm sorry. So go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so no, 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 you're good. But yeah, so that was my initial thought. But that was also around the time when Megan Good and Devon Franklin came out with their book. And I was just like, I don't think this is what I want to do. You know, I don't think this is the right space. But I was really struggling because I was like, I feel like I'm supposed to write a book, but now I don't know what I'm supposed to write about. And what happened was I got connected to my mentor, um, Rebecca Lynn Pope, through Megafest. And she did an author challenge. And one thing she said, she was like, you know, if you don't have a subject to write about, then to write your story. And at first, you know, being... Well, I'll be 30 in a couple of months. But at the time, I was 28. So, like, being 28, it's like, I don't have a story. I'm 20-something. Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. But I obliged because I was like, well, I I do want to write a book. So let's just write and see how it goes. And then from there, I discovered that there actually was a story in this little 28-year-old. And that's really where it burst from, was just from my my mentor and her author challenge and just writing my story and see what would come from it. So, you know, the title of your book makes everybody wonder, you know, and I don't want to give away the book, but tell us a little bit about, you know, that story and releasing the shame and, you know, that evolution so that people will know and want to, want to go pick it up. Yes, absolutely. Well, for, for me, and you mentioned it earlier in the introduction, a lot of us, we, we can kind of hide things that we don't necessarily like. And that's exactly what I did, especially when I was in like high school and college, for whatever reason, people saw me as like the hero almost like Adrian's doing everything right. You know, I was the nerd. So I, I got the good grades. I was in sports. I did dance. I, you know, spoke well. So I guess that made it sound like I had a decent head on my shoulder. So everybody looked up to me. And so I was afraid to express the things that, that I was dealing with. You know, there was a point in my life where I dealt with depression and not only suicidal thoughts, but I was 
attempting to take my own life, but I didn't feel comfortable enough sharing those things because I was perceived to be this happy, everything's right. You know, I want my daughter to be like you. So that's why I named the book Just Being Honest, because a lot of the topics and themes that are in the book, nobody honestly knew about. So it was for me being able to feel comfortable sharing the things and the experiences that I went through that I held on to and that nobody knew about. Wow. Thank you for being so vulnerable and honest um, and sharing that. I know that's not easy. I bet you every time you say it, it gets a little easier. It definitely does. Cause at first it was not easy to say that <laughs> those things out loud. Yeah, no, thank you. Because I know that there's someone listening who is having those thoughts and um, I, let's talk about that. How did you, did you seek treatment? Um, how was that transition for you to get out of that place? You know, I wish I would have seized treatment, but the truth of the matter, what really got me out of it is, and I'm going to say this and it's going to sound weird, but it'll make sense. Fortunately for me, I, I lost my cousin to suicide. And I say fortunately loosely, cause I'm still very hurt that he's gone. But because of that, I think that was what kept me alive is because I remember how I felt when he, you know, when he passed away and I kept holding on to this idea of how disappointed he would be in me. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's honestly what really kept me alive. And he and I, he was supposed to get a degree in what I got my degree in at the same school. So when I was in college, that was just my, that's what kept me. It was like, he didn't get this degree. I at least have to get this degree for him. Wow. And where would you say that you are now in your journey? I, you know, I'm in a a very good place, um, at least as far as like depression is concerned. It's one of those things. And I think a lot of people kind of don't really get depression because there's things called depression, which is, you know, it's what impacts our, our brain. And, you know, I can get into all the psychology of it, but there's depression. And then there are like depressive episodes. And those are, you know, short-term things that, for instance, if you get a divorce, you may suffer from a depressive episode, but you may not have the disorder that would require medication and mood stabilizers and things like that. Um, so I think, I think that's kind of where I am now. Like I'm well past that point of depression, but there are moments where I do get sad, but what I, what I know in my heart, knowing that God has kept me alive, I'm in that place where I'm like, I'm obviously alive for a reason. Now, some days I'm like, all right, God, I don't know what you want from me, but I'm here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what advice would you give to the person who's listening, who's having those thoughts right now? What the one thing I will say, and I know it's difficult and it's something that you probably hear a lot, please seek help. And it doesn't even necessarily have to be from a professional. Eventually, yes, 
please seek the help of a professional. But I know that sometimes is intimidating, but talk to somebody, anybody, and be honest. If someone texts you or calls you and says, hey, how are you doing? Be honest. You don't have to like tell your whole life story, but say, I'm not okay today. You know? That's great advice. Oh my goodness. You just, that's great advice. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and you would be surprised because what happens with depression and with like suicidal thoughts is we get in this space that we feel like nobody cares that we're struggling. And you would be so surprised by how many people genuinely care. And the moment you say, I'm not okay, you know, I have at least two friends that if I say I am not okay, they'll immediately, okay, well, let's, let's, let's get you okay. What do we need to do? You want to go, you know, you want to go to Target? You want to walk around? What do we need to do to make you feel okay? You want to talk? Let's go get some wine, something. No, I, I, I really appreciate that advice because I think, just like you said, sometimes it's extremely intimidating. And as strong women, quote unquote, Mm-hmm. who's really, I mean, it's a facade, right? We all have our moments. Um, you're supposed to have the answers. You're supposed to be tough as African-American women. You know, we're supposed to just call on Jesus and to be fixed. There are a number of things, but just like you said, if you just say to somebody, anybody, I need a little extra attention. I need some help. Mm-hmm. Man, that's powerful. That's, I mean, that's really some great advice. So, when you were in that space, did you realize you were depressed? You know, I I didn't. And I think the reason being, and you said exactly what what I think is what happened with me, you know, being a Black woman, we're automatically supposed to be stronger than anything. So I didn't I didn't realize that I was depressed, even with the suicidal attempts. I, I never assumed I was depressed because, you know, that's that's not what we do, you know, especially to be black and to be black women. Like, that's not what we do. We don't do depression, especially black Christian women. We don't do depression. So it was it was something I didn't want to put a label on. Because once you, once you say it out loud, it makes it real. And then it's like, well, what do I, how do I go from here? So I, I never, I wish I would have placed more thought and energy into it, but I never, it never even crossed my mind that I was depressed and I needed legit help. So in that time, and I, and I hope that you're comfortable with these questions I'm asking, but. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Okay. During that time, did you have loved ones notice that you were off and something was wrong? No, the only thing that people really noticed about me is the fact that I dropped a lot of weight. And I didn't I didn't notice that I was dropping as much weight until when I was in college, I used to uh, donate plasma and <laughs> which makes me feel it makes me laugh when I say that. But anywho, <laughs> <laughs> proves a broke college girl. But every time you would go into the facility to donate plasma, they would check your vitals and make you um, get on a scale and you keep, they keep your little clipboard. So I could see every entry that I had. And I noticed my first entry being like, you know, I'm making it up 153 or something like that. And then the entry that I had just written was like 132. 
and it wasn't a long period of time. But I think that was the most significant thing that people noticed because especially for me, I, if I would have gone to um, a therapist, I think I would have been classified as a high functioning depression because on the outside, you know, I'm a naturally bubbly effervescent type person. So I didn't want people to know what was going on. So I would continue to put on that facade. So nobody would have really noticed other than the fact that I was not eating. I was not sleeping well. I, at one point worked three jobs. Like I was doing everything to avoid people knowing that I would go home and cry for like two hours. Wow. So check on your strong friends. Like for real, for real. For real. <laughs> no, every time I see that, I, it touches my soul because there's been times, even as a quote unquote, like I said, strong person, when I didn't realize I probably just needed somebody to vent to. I'm not going to take away or disrespect what your journey is because that is something that somebody who's listening to this is relating to right now. But there have been times when I know I, I probably needed those people who loved me, you know, to say, hey, I don't care how busy you are. I'm coming to see you or I'm, I'm, let's meet up or make some time, make some space where you just don't realize you're, you are not in your best place because you are feeling that time with busyness or whatever. Maybe this life, maybe it's life. Maybe you aren't avoiding anything, but you are not your best self. Mm-hmm. And I think it's our obligation to not any okay i i guess the, the litmus test would be when's the last time you had a, a just kickback phone call hey girl how you doing you if, know right if you haven't had one of those in a while something might be wrong right right no absolutely especially especially when you like if you are a true friend you know your friend's mo you know and like i mentioned at the beginning of this i talk a lot you know i if we had the time, I could talk, I could talk your ears off. And I've always been that type of person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, using that as an example, if you have a friend that, you know, just loves to talk and regardless of whether you appreciate it or not, if you get to a place and y'all are out and, you know, having conversation and she's giving you very short, you know, sentences just to, you know, just to not be a jerk something's not right. And it, and it could be something as small as she's just not paying attention. You know, she could be thinking about how to, you know, get rent paid, but whatever it is, don't ignore the things that seem off to you. Cause sometimes we'll pass it off as why she being funny. Mm-hmm. Find out, ask, why are you being funny, bro? <laughs> this episode was produced and edited by S one G one productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence, a place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to brunch and slay. Right. And even even on another level without depression, let's all make a conscious effort to stop thinking the worst. Like ask a question. I saw the the best post today about 
being a grown up and having those conversations. If you don't like somebody, say it. And you're not in an ugly or rude way, but tell that friend, hey, you rubbed me the wrong way when you said so-and-so. Don't don't disappear. Don't get catch an attitude. Don't ignore them because they haven't called you back. Sometimes people really do have deadlines or mm-hmm. they do have family obligations. Maybe they have a new baby. Maybe you need to go over there and watch that baby and let that friend take a nap, right? Right. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, the, I had my daughter... And I remember my cousin calling me and saying, hey, I'm just going to take off work and I'm coming over there and I'm going to bring you lunch and I'm going to wash clothes or whatever you need and you get a nap because no, I, nobody did that for me. And I wish mm-hmm. someone would have. And I felt like shit because I had been there for every baby shit. <laughs> right. And I didn't know better. Honestly, I just didn't know better. I didn't even know that that was something I just because I was never one of those people who was in the babies or into wanting to be a mom. Mm-hmm. So that wasn't something that I even thought about. I really didn't even investigate what the journey was like to tell you the truth. I would come by, show up with a gift. I always went to the baby showers, that kind of thing for people. Right. But it wasn't until I had my own that I realized, wow, people need you to step up and they don't need to ask for it. And I literally, to this day, when somebody passes away and somebody who I care about is family, when people call me and say, what can we do? Just do something. Don't call somebody and ask them what can they do because people are going to say, oh, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I don't need anything. You just do it. You step up and you do what you feel needs to be done. And even if they don't need it, they're going to appreciate it. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And I think, and I don't know, I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's a societal thing, but you're right. And even, you know, going back to like talking about like checking on your strong friends and what you said earlier, sometimes it's not about what you have to say to that person. Sometimes we really just need someone to hear us and to listen to what we have to say. Let us just put this stuff out there, get it, you know, get it out of our hearts and our minds and, you know, and and we can move on. And I think sometimes I think we're afraid to take that step first because especially when it comes to like a conversation, because I think there's that fear of, well, what if, what, if she, what if she's depressed? I don't know what to say. Sometimes you don't have to say anything. That's right. Sometimes it's just the action. And just like mm-hmm. you said, your girls know you love Target. Girl, come right to Target with me. Right. That's leaving the door open. You don't have to tell me something's wrong. That means I know you. I know something's wrong. I need you to come right to Target with me. <laughs> right. That's and- cold for a man down. <laughs> Exactly. And, and for real, for real, like when, when people, when I tell people like I'm going to Target, most of the time it's like, cause I love Target. But if I've been three times a week, all right, bro, what's wrong? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's good stuff. So in, in writing this book and sharing your truth, how has the people that you know and care about, how have they received it? What's that journey been like? You know, it's, it's been very humbling because when right before this book release, I prayed, actually when I was writing it, I prayed to, I prayed to God and I was like, whoever is supposed to read this book, I pray that it gets in their hand. And the response has been, it's been amazing because I've had people who have, um, called and texted me. I was just like, you know, I'm so grateful for your vulnerability. You know, I was dealing with this exact same thing, you know, or I didn't even realize I was in that same place. And even 
my my mother, she's so cute because I gave her like an advanced copy because she knew some of the themes in the book because I had talked about them before. And she just wanted to read it just to kind of prepare herself for it. And even she, she and I had a conversation and she was like, you know, I wish I would have known that you were dealing with this stuff because, you know, I was in a similar place and I've had women who are much older than I am, like 60 plus, tell me that they had experienced similar situations and they wish that they had an opportunity to, you know, to talk about it and to get it out. So I've been getting, honestly, and I know this will come off me sound a little selfish, but I've been getting the response that I prayed for. Because although the book is technically about my story, it's really not about me. It's about other people being able to identify themselves and to allow them to remove the shame that has happened to them. And that's exactly what sort of feedback I've been getting. And it's just, it's just a blessing and an honor to be a part of that. That's not selfish at all. That's called praise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, tooting your own horn. I don't, that doesn't, that never bothers me. And that's not tooting your own horn. I'm just saying in general, that doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. Uh, What bothers me is when we try to downplay everything. You had a calling, you answered it. You didn't know why you had an urge to write a book. You didn't even know what it was supposed to be about, but it pulled out of you. And now you're helping people realize that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And I think when it comes to depression and suicide, we do not talk about it openly. It is so taboo. And I have to believe that, there are people who struggle with this every single day that we have no clue. Most of the time when we see it, even on the news with a celebrity, everybody says, wow, I never would have thought Robin Mm -hmm. Williams. Perfect example. Right. You know, um, never would have thought most people, you know, the funny man and it's out there. And I think that this is a great step in starting that conversation. So I truly commend you for being so vulnerable and and showing and and, you know uh guys adrian is in texas and if you are looking for speakers and people to talk about mental health and this struggle i think it's important that you follow her and she'll tell you where in a little while but um this is something that i'm I'm really thankful that you connected with us and reached out to the show because i didn't know we were going to go down this road but i'm so happy we did I know without a doubt, somebody's listening to this right now who is feeling like they, they're going to text their friend and say, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And if something in your, if there's any kind of voice in your head saying I should text somebody, that's God. Do it. Right. Do it. Text them now. DM me. Hell, I don't care. Just right. do it. We don't want you to not have the help that you need because you have a purpose and you're listening to this right now for a reason and share this. This is definitely an episode I want you to share on social media because somebody needs to hear this today. Right. And you're absolutely right. And I will piggyback off of you as well. If you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to or text, DM me. I am, I may not respond right, right away, but trust me, I will definitely respond. I have. I have resources. I know people. If I don't, I will find them for you. Do not be afraid. Even if you just just say, just give me like the little sad face emoji. I'll figure it out. You don't even have to text anything. Mm, that's beautiful. How can they DM you? We got. You can't just say that and we got to wait till the show. <laughs> they need to know now. How can they DM you? 
You can DM me. My Instagram handle is at the Adrian Mullins, A-D-R-I-E-N-N-E-M-U-L-L-I-N-S. The Adrian Mullins. DM me. I got you. For real, for real. This is not a joke. Are you saying the T-H-E? Yes. Yes. Okay. The Adrian Mullins. And then I'm at Brunch and Slay. So these are two women out here telling you, we got you. Yes. We got you. Doesn't matter where you are. We got you. And man, yeah. So Adrian, whoo, that was heavy, but in a good way, in such a good way. So I want people to know a little bit more about you. So I'm going to ask you some things and I want you to finish the sentence. Okay. Okay. If I could. If I could. And this is a very, if I could, and this is going to be totally off of the other end of what we just talked about. Hmm. If I could, I would be a pop singer. And I have no idea why. (laughs) Yes, you do. You want to be Beyonce. (laughs) You know, I just. Beyonce. That's good. I love it. Lighten it up. No, that's awesome. Yeah. All right. Don't stop. Don't stop believing. I love that song. Of course, that popped right in my head. Shout out to Journey. Yes. Small town girl. Hey. <laughs> Living in a lonely world. All right, we're going to stop. So Right, because I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we got to do some karaoke then. Yes. All right, so keep me. Hmm. Keep me. Keep me. Humble. Keep me humble. Now be careful by saying something like that. You don't I want know. to get knocked off your feet. <laughs> right. And that's why it's like, you, you got to be careful what you say, especially when guys listen to He's like, all right, bet. Right. Uh, okay, girl, I got you. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he knows the desires of your heart. He knows how you meant it. He knows yes. that. Or the I am knows that. How about that? I'm going to say he again. Oh, I'm doing it this whole episode. I'm literally doing it because I said I didn't want to do it. This is crazy. Right. That's exactly what it is. So you have been spectacular in putting yourself out there and being extremely vulnerable on this episode. I have to know what vibes and prayers can myself and the Brunch of Slay tribe send your way to help support you along your journey? Um, I would just, the definitely as far as prayers are concerned, just continuing to pray that the people who need to hear the message that God has placed in my heart to be in position to hear it, even if it's not them directly, but someone that they know, that's, that's truly my heart is praying that this message continues to reach those who truly need it because it's not about me at all. I receive that. And I, I think that you're definitely on your way to to that being answered, if, if not already. I definitely think that. And um, yeah, so I, I, I touch and agree with you on that one. I thank you. So this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Hmm. You know, I would, I would brunch with Prince. Aha. Uh-huh. He's just, he's so interesting. And he is literally a musical genius. I've got questions. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love it. Okay, so now what part of your life or what area in your life are you currently slaying? Oh, hmm. What area in my life am I currently slaying? You know, I I think the area that I'm currently slaying is being truly and authentically me. I've spent decades, and I say that loosely, I'm only 30, but I spent a long time trying to be who people thought I was supposed to be or who they wanted me to be. But I am slaying being exactly who Adrian is and loving every piece of that. Welcome to your 30s, girl. That's, that's yes. What it's yes, that's what it's all about. Yeah, and, and that's the, and like around 35, you're really dive deeper and you won't even care what anybody thinks like right now you're getting there you're getting a taste of it but mm-hmm. you're gonna go a little further and you're gonna like you know what so what okay you don't want to call me back that's cool that's cute okay yes and <laughs> you know, i am waiting for it sleeping real good too sleeping real good so. right snoring <laughs> and everything all right so we know what your instagram handle is what about facebook or your website how can people support you Yes, I have made it very easy. Facebook is the exact same handle, the T-H-E, Adrian Mullins. And the website is adrianmullins.com. I have made it as easy as humanly possible so you don't have to try to figure it out. And I'll spell it out again, A-D-R-I-E-N as in Nancy, N-E, M as in Mary, U-L-L-I-N as in Nancy, S. Well, Adrian, it has been my absolute pleasure to have you on the show. I commend you for being open and honest and sharing your story and your truth. Um, and I truly wish you a wealth of success. Yes. Thank you so much. And thank you for allowing me to be on this podcast and speaking with your listeners. Thank you for replying to my, my shot in the dark email. I'm really excited about this opportunity. Oh, it's never a shot in the dark, girl. So, yes, you're welcome. And, guys, if you enjoy this show, truly as much as I enjoyed having this conversation with Adrian, then I would love it if you would share it on whatever social media platform that you love the most. We are on all of them. So just tag us at Brunch and Slate so that we can give you a proper thank you. You can even just put it in your stories. I know your fees are precious. So put it in your story. We reply to that, too. Um, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I will never grow tired of connecting with you all and being able to shine a light on so many amazing women like Adrian who are out here operating their faith and walking in their purpose. So no matter what, you have to remember that if she can, I can, we all can. And this is yes. Have a good week, y'all. Bye.